Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's up? Happy Thursday, everybody. Beautiful Thursday. My gosh, it is gorgeous. Hopefully having a great day. Uh, we got a poll question out on Happy Blaine and Thursday. Mickey. Yes. Trying to figure this out. I, I did a little math. Watch out. Uh-oh. We we all know you are the mathematician. I'm not. Good zoo. I'm not. I have a calculator on my phone. Is there anyone in this even... building that's good at that? What? Ooh. Math? Who's like, who, good at Who's our resident mathematician here at The Zone? Well, you're the linguist. It's not Blaine me. is our director of content and our abductus. By the way, today I had to get my daughter early from school and take her to the orthodontist. This guy pulls up in front of me, and I'm getting out of my truck, and I just kind of like nodded like you do another guy. He was taking something to his to his child at school, his daughter, he told me. And he goes, hey, man, what's your director of content got coming up on the show today? <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be all three of our brains. I said, oh, together. man, you do listen. I, we don't have a director of math. Yeah. Could what? you do it? No. No? No. What? Definitely not. Oh, man, you won't help the old guys out. Not many people go into a career of talking if they're good at math, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Mm, good boy. And there are times where it's just simple, and I've just botched it. Oh, my God, it's so you know, bad. I was like, well, I mean, he had 100 yards a game for three games, so he's averaging, what's that, like 87 yards? I mean, I've I just completely botched <laughs> it. Everybody looks at each other, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, that sounds right. Well, that's why we opened it up for all the fans to help us out. <laughs> because we know our weaknesses. At least we can identify our weaknesses. That's a that's a start right there. <laughs> well, there hey, you help go. us out. What's the numbers? You will get immediate answers. <laughs> Whatever form you want to get them in. We'll get them. So there, I'm not worried about that. There's okay. nothing we can't ask, though, that doesn't get immediately solved on Twitter. That, to me, because somebody asked me, what's the coolest thing about your job? And I said, oh, my gosh, there's everything. I said, I'll tell you, though, here's probably the coolest thing. Because we're talking, and the Zone family is so big, and there's so many people that listen. By the way, thank you that you would listen to us. Hey, thanks for helping us continue to do our job. That's right. And Lonzo, <laughs> who's in the Zone TV chat, says, hey, Blaine and Mickey and Lucas. Hey, Lonzo, uh, everybody, Lonzo and all y'all. If there's anything we ever don't know, we can just say, well, somebody tweet us that. And immediately, like, seven people tweet us the answer. Mm -hmm. That I mean, to have a We aren't the guys that know all. No. That's for sure. We're regular Joe Blow. But to have a research department <laughs> who hangs out with us every day, and, and, and between all of you, you literally know the answer to everything, yeah. it's pretty unbeatable. Yeah. If not, then we'll, we'll just have uh, Lucas Google it. <laughs> we stall while well, Lucas Googles. Yeah, he's got uh, fast fingers. <laughs> All right, so here's my math. Derrick Henry averages 29 points. So we're going to try to attempt this math? No, no, I got it. I double-checked oh, it. I double-I set my oh, truck before I came in. Time, oh, no, no. no, I did it four times. <laughs> four times? Yeah, because I wasn't about to come wrong, on here and right, get this wrong. Everyone that's listening, make sure... <laughs> I got so much slobber in my mouth from laughing. If you get this wrong, everyone, please tweet us and tell us if Mickey got this right. I don't care what you calculate. You might have put it in wrong in calculator. 29.625 carries per game. That's what Derek did. Touch. So that oh, includes touches. catches. All right, don't catches, clarify. Catches and rushes. Okay. They got 30 touches to divide up between the rest of the team. And like you said, nobody's panicked down there. They're pros. They're saying, what's my opportunity here to do the next best thing to help this team win games? Somebody's going to get the ball. So Derrick Henry is gone, right? And Dave, we'll get to Dave on the phone in just a minute. So Deontay Foreman is here, and Adrian Peterson's here, and Jeremy McNichols, who was already the third down guy. They'll get some piece of that, but that's also just 30 plays on mm -hmm. offense. So does that mean more targets for this guy or that guy or Ferkser? It just means it means there's a whole lot more 
opportunities for everybody, everybody. on the offensive everybody. side of the ball. It's crazy. Uh-huh. That's 30 mm-hmm. because he got it so many times a game. Well, you got to think half of those at least are going to go to the running back. Yeah. Because those, those are running plays. Yep. Uh, so, or probably even more than that. And be divided amongst those three gentlemen that uh, we mentioned. But, uh, you know, athletes, as I said before, and they have actually said exactly the same things I said on Sunday, Monday, <laughs> the coaching staff, Vrabel, everybody, because that's the mindset right. of professional athletes. You know how many guys are sitting there saying, oh, man, I, I, I love this challenge. They hate that Henry's hurt, but they love the challenge. Okay, now I get an opportunity. I get an opportunity to showcase what I can do, whether you're AP, you know, coming back, being an old guy, having been on a roster, n- nobody believes that I can still do it at 36. Mm-hmm. McNichols, oh, I've been a journeyman-type player. I'm just a third-down guy. Now let's see if I get some more carries so I can actually tote the rock. I mean, we can go for him. Who come off the street? And I showed you last year that I am capable. Uh, so, yeah, all these guys will be motivated. And guess what? That offensive line, which I said is the most important piece, we just got to make sure they stay healthy. Because the, the running game is going to do what it always does. And they're not going to, you know, change. They're not going to change probably – 90% of the offense. They're not going to change it. Yeah. They're not. And I don't, I don't, I think the, just some, somebody. It's hard to do, first of all, at this level. I mean, I mean, you can't scrap it unless you're just going to throw it around the yard. I think people just, if you're just this diehard Titans fan and you love Derrick Henry, I think that's probably hard for people to believe. Like, no, they're just going to have to throw it 60 times. They're never going to do that. No. And, and Vrabel even said, we're not going to throw it 45 times a game. They're not going to do it. They're going to keep doing the best version they can of what they do. And they have, I look, they have the most rushing attempts in the league, the yeah. Titans do. That's who they are. Right. Well, I gave the example yesterday. Yeah. If someone at your job who has a significant role is missing, they're off for sick leave. Get what everybody else have to do. Pick up the scraps and everybody got to pick up their game yeah. and hold the fort till. He or she arrives back right. from being sick. This is the same mentality. So, fans, don't panic. It's no panic at <laughs> all. You know, I, I, sometimes I think people always are thinking as though I think, well, there is no panic. I right. gave an example when Steve McNair was injured, didn't even start our Super Bowl season off as, is the, you know, unhealthy. And, and, you know, Neil O'Donnell started for, what, five games? Yeah. You, you thought we panicked? <laughs> no, I don't think so. And what was our record during that time? Four and one. Four and one. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't yeah. have, that. I didn't have to look up. I yeah, you knew that. that one. Yeah, you you informed one. me because I definitely know. Yeah, it's funny how I kind of forget when I'm playing what was going on <laughs> because you're so much in a bubble. It, it re- you really are as a player. You're so focused. Uh, and now you know they didn't have social media during my time, so it wasn't like you can get information just randomly, just scrolling on you know Twitter. Uh, so you're so in your bubble, you're so much concentrated on your your task at hand and game planning, and you're all football. And if you're, you know, your free time, you're probably spending with your family and friends. Right. Uh, so they may tell you a lot of information that's on Sports Center or what have you at that time. Uh, but now you have social media. So it was kind of interesting listening to Elijah Molden, you know, hear him talk and say, well, I, I, don't, I don't too much watch uh, Sports Center. That wasn't odd to me. To a lot of people, it would be in the sports team. You're like, hey, man, an athlete, he's not even watching. He doesn't have time. When he does have time, he's taking a break mentally and physically. Like, let me sit back, relax. Maybe I'll watch a movie. 
you know, spend time with my family, whatever it may be, some of the things that he likes to do outside of, you know, football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not uncommon. Let's get to uh, Dave has just checked in in this first segment on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Wants to talk a little, Derek Henry and Titans. What's going on, Dave and Mount Juliet? Thanks for calling. Hey, guys. How y'all doing today? Great. We're doing awesome, man. Beautiful hey, day. Happy Thursday. It is that, isn't it? Yes, hey, uh, I was just wondering. I didn't hear. I've been on and off the radio today. Is uh, Derek Henry's surgery, was it good? How, how's his recovery time? And maybe uh, we can see now we might ought to block a little better. Let's <sighs> see what y'all think. Well, I don't know if the blocking had anything to do with the King's foot there. Uh, there was a report yesterday. Diana Rossini was the first one to report it, and Lucas found that and sent it to Blaine and me, and it essentially said the surgery was a success and, you know, the rehab starts now. And, and I, I always laugh because there's never a tweet from some reporter like, the surgery went terrible. This was, <laughs> no, no doctor ever finishes up and goes, whoa, left my watch in there. Screwed that one up. I so left my there, watch in there. There was a tweet yesterday that the surgery just went great, which uh, everybody uh, says uh, after every surgery. Yeah, I, I bombed yeah, that. Yeah, terrible really surgery. He, he left his gauze in there. Completely screwed that up. Yeah, yeah there's a super. As far as uh, recovery time, no, you know, they gave a broad window, but nobody really knows as this time. You know, they say six to ten weeks. It could be longer. It could be shorter. We don't know until he starts getting out there running. So you got far, you know, you know, far away from that time yet. He's probably still on crutches or in a boot at this point in time because you want it to heal yeah. correctly. So uh, we shall see when it gets closer to that time and him hitting the field and uh, maybe uh, running around. That's, uh, you know, at least six weeks away. He obviously stays off the foot, off the foot, off the foot, off the foot. But you can still do cardio. They'll they'll be they'll find things for him to do, right? Workout wise to keep not him. not immediately. No, no. Once well, eventually, yeah. Yes. Get, you can get in the pool. They, yeah. they have treadmills in water. Yeah, yeah. So you you running and there's that's that's called non weight bearing. The water holds you up. I, I rehab when I had a Liz Frank injury. That's what I rehabbed on. Uh, so, yeah, and you feel like you can – you believe, actually, that you can run for real on the ground. <laughs> You're like, oh, man, this is nothing. They go, no, nah, no, nah, the water's holding you up. I said, I'm running on this treadmill, and then they got a camera in the in the, in the, the water, water, and you can see it, and they video it the whole way through. Yeah, so you can see actually yourself running. People hear Liz Frank injury, and I don't think they – I don't think a lot of people knew, even know what it is, but they just know athletes well, the top get of it. Foot, yeah, you know, it's still a foot injury, nothing to the extent of what was actually worse than what Henry had. Did that hurt to walk around on or to run on the no. Liz Frank injury? No. What happens is you the Liz Frank injury that I had, I thought I could actually walk and run because it didn't hurt. It wasn't a lot of swelling. Right. Uh-huh. Until I got out there and start running and cutting, and I go, uh-oh, I can't do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's what happened. Uh, his is a little different. You know instantly. Uh, we have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so his is a little bit different. But the list, Frank, either you tear it all the way or you fracture it. I have fractured mine. So you can let it heal or go put a screw in it. I decided to let it heal and no screw. And it did? Yeah, but it took a long time. Ooh. Took a long time because I kept starting and stopping. And I should have just said, wear a boot for six weeks. Don't do anything. I could not. I thought I could continue to get back into play because as soon as I take the boot off, I go, man, there's nothing wrong with my foot. Yeah. I can go. I can go for two days, and then after that, nope, right back to where I started. We got to get right back to where we started, which is the segment of this show that comes next. David Beauclair is going to join us. Okay.
and Boki uh, covers the Titans for Sports Illustrated. Lots to get to. Titans back on the practice field today. We'll talk to the man who has uh, been out there to see it. David Beauclair next right here on Blaine and Mickey. God damn. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. David Beauclair set to join us here in just a minute at Beauclair Sports on Twitter, uh, sportsillustrated.com, covering the Titans for them. So we got a lot to uh, discuss with him. Well, probably about the time we get off the air, we'll have some ideas about who practiced and who didn't today. Yesterday, a long list of did not practices for the Titans, and certainly this is some stuff we can discuss with uh, David. Oh, Kari Blassen game, Nate Davis. Rashawn Evans, Chris Jackson, Greg Maben, Big Jeff, and limited. There were a bunch of guys who were limited, including among them Bud Dupree and Julio Jones, but they did practice in some capacity. Uh, but seeing Chris Jackson and Greg Maben mm-hmm. uh, both injured, especially with the Rams in the dang, you know, looking ahead at the Rams, knowing how much they like to chuck it around. Now, they run it too, but, boy, that's a – Cooper Cup. Well, let's start on the Woods. offense first. Nate Davis down, so who goes in for him? I know Brewer may be possibly moved up off of, I think he's on IR, right? He's in the 21-day. So they can move him up. They can move him or up. Or they can go with your guy, <laughs> Dylan Radins, right? Yep. Because you're trying to run the football. That's still part of your, your MO and that's so your identity. Mm-hmm. And then the Maven and Chris Jackson, as you mentioned, uh, for you know all the throwing that uh, the Rams do. With Stafford, who quietly is having a MVP year mm-hmm. with all that talent. I, so. I, I looked. He's it, the, mm-hmm. think about this because Matthew Stafford goes to lines and people are like, "Oh, you know, he's been in Detroit. This is the best year he's ever had statistically. Even he's he's on pace. Now he had one year he threw for like five thousand yards, but his completion percentage is sixty eight point nine percent. It's his best ever. It's the highest quarterback rating he's ever had." He's 22 touchdowns and four interceptions, and he's only been sacked seven times. Yeah, they protect him. Uh, he has a great feel for the pocket, pocket presence and maneuvering in there. Uh, and he's got a rocket on him. He can throw from every launch angle. He's he's really talented. I, I remember watching him at Georgia. He's a super talented player. Only question anyone should have about Stafford is if he can win a playoff game or a big game and see how he plays under you know, this big spotlight mm-hmm. because that's the only knock they had against him in Detroit. The guy was super talented. He carried the team pretty much most of the time. Uh, was uh, He didn't make the playoffs very often, but if he did, he never won a game. And it seemed like he always just played okay or not so good. Yeah. So that's what people want to see. With other pieces around him that are really good, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to be the case. We shall see. Uh, but if the Titans front four, so, yeah, hearing Big Jeff's name on there, I'm hoping that was just from some rest. I remember he did sprain his ankle or something to the effect in that Colts game. He did finish, but when you're a big man, I told you that's like stubbing your toe and you're an elephant. Yep. That thing can put you down because you got a lot of weight you you running around with now. So, <laughs> you know, he's a phenomenal athlete at that size. So I want to see him healthy because I don't care if he doesn't practice all the way to Friday and just do his walkthrough. As long as he's there on Sunday night, we good. We good to go. David Beauclair, we're good to go with him. We got him on the uh, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Boki, uh, I- interesting week. Anytime the team that you cover just, oh, happens to uh, bring a Hall of Famer and put him on the practice squad. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, give John Robinson and his staff credit, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're not going to replace Derrick Henry in this offense and, and, and what he has done the last couple of years, but – I guess the best way to give it a shot, at least to, to, to get to 
replace some of that is to go get the only other active player on the planet who's ever rushed for 2,000 yards in a season, right? And uh, and I think uh, I think just a just interjecting a guy of, of that magnitude and with that kind of name recognition just has, has to add some juice to the room and, and sort of help everybody get past the, the sort of disappointment that I'm sure they were feeling on Monday and Tuesday. Absolutely. The other guy they brought back, David, we were talking about this on Sunday on the postgame show. We, we saw Derek maybe didn't look like himself and sort of got into discussion because at that time nobody knew how bad the injury was. Why don't they got to bring somebody in? And we were talking about Deontay Foreman. He had a nice little six-game run for the team, and they're giving him a, a look as well. And I would imagine he can come in, he'll know the system, and, and that dude will be ready to contribute also, hopefully. Yeah, Todd Downing talked about uh, talked about Foreman today, and 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 you know, sort of sort of interjected Foreman into some of the uh, some of his answers to questions about Adrian Peterson. It it, it sort of felt like he, he's excited about Foreman and said, you know, the the terminology that that he was that he was involved with with Atlanta during the preseason under Arthur Smith is you know the same things that they have in their playbook here like they you know it's not like Arthur rewrote you know his terminology down there so uh, you know he he certainly is a guy who can step in and and do more than just the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the basic running plays that that everybody has in their playbooks right now he he should have a he should have a good sense of things and you know a guy who was a terrific player in college, you know, was kind of out of shape, had, had some issues early in his NFL career, but has, you know, has sort of, has sort of got himself pointed in the right direction. And this, you know, this could be an opportunity for him to, to really get something out of an NFL career that, that looked like it was, it was going to be a big bust early on. I'm sure Titans fans sure hope so. David Beauclair, our guest at Beauclair Sports on Twitter, sportsillustrated.com covering the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, Boki, uh, thanks for coming on. And, uh, yeah, Foreman, now, I really like what he did last year. He showed glimpses of that he could be a pretty solid backup to the King. Uh, I'll be interested to see, do you think there's a possibility that he starts over AP just because of his knowledge, as you mentioned, of the playbook? I, I don't think so, Blaine. I, I mean, I don't think you you bring Adrian Peterson in to, to ease him into things and, and, and whatnot. I, you know, and, and we've seen it with this team. You look – a couple of weeks ago, they, they plucked Greg Maben off the the Cardinals practice squad, plug him right into the starting lineup, and and he plays against the Kansas City Chiefs and contributes to the Chiefs not scoring a touchdown, right? And and we've seen that we've seen that a lot of times with this team under Mike Vrabel and this coaching staff. Uh, you know, I think I think if if you if you make that move with Adrian Peterson, you you make that move because. This is, you know, this is a guy who can who can give you some juice and can give you uh, give you sort of, you know, some of the at least some of the things Derrick Henry gave you in the offense. And I, mm-hmm. I think Foreman, you know, it's tough it's tough for me to decide right now if Foreman is is a complementary piece to Adrian Peterson or if he's there more in case it doesn't work out with Peterson because you know, I mean, obviously at 36 years old. Uh, you know, didn't 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 put up big numbers last year. Hadn't been with the team at all this year. I mean, there's there's no guarantees that this is going to be this, this is going to be a great move for the Titans. So you know, Foreman might be there just as a backup, but I I don't think there's any doubt that that Adrian Peterson is is sort of the the first and second down back Sunday against the Rams. 
Yeah, I have no doubt about that just based off his history and what he even did last year as far as AP. The reason why I said Foreman is because of his familiarity, you name Maben, he was familiar with the system. Sometimes yeah. that can become an issue in a game, especially when you're on the road and it gets loud and he can't hear a check and he's not real in tune to all the checks anyway because he just got here. Uh, so that's why I say – does he play form and play a little bit more? You're probably right uh, because AP looks like he's going to be in shape and ready to rock and roll. I don't know how much quickly he can pick up this system. It's not like it's super hard, but at the same time, it also can be provide, provide problems uh, because of the noise and checks. And, and you know, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's far fetched either to think that that both of those guys get a handful of carries. Right. I mean, you know, Adrian Peterson. I say you, you don't bring him in to, to ease him into things, but he's also not going to get 28 or 30 carries. Right. Sunday, right, right? right. I mean, if, if, uh, if there are 25 carries to be had, you know, maybe he gets 15, maybe mm-hmm. Deontay Foreman gets eight, maybe Jeremy McNichols gets two, you know, you, right. you do something like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I think, uh, you know, I, I, and, and maybe, you know, maybe with, with Foreman, it is, it is some of the, the plays that are deeper in the playbook. I, you know, I would assume with, with Peterson, it'll be, you know, it'll be all the basic zone runs that, uh, that, you know, pretty much any running back would know about. And it, it it's, it's going to be, you know, it, it, it's funny. You talk about a, a Sunday night primetime showcase and, and NBC, you know, executives are probably just, pulling their hair out with disappointment over not having Derrick Henry on the field to, to talk about him all night. But from, from a Titans fans perspective, I, I think this is, you know, this, there's a, there's a lot of intrigue and a lot of drama here to, to see how this thing plays out and, and what this game says about maybe what's to come over the next several weeks with this offense. Mm, no, no question about it. Went with David Beauclair, I guess, David, uh, what have you seen out of the offense, even though the King is down now, and the, and the defense that has looked the same or different than last season? Well, AJ a. Brown finally looks like AJ Brown, right? Mm. I think that's the uh, I, I think that's the really good news for for the Titans and and for Titans fans. And uh, you know, this is this is going to be this is going to be an interesting time for him too. He's going to find out what it's really like to be a number one receiver in the NFL right now. I think he's going to get the, you know, the, the DeAndre Hopkins treatment, the Devontae Adams treatment, you know, any, anybody in that class that you can name, that's probably how defenses are going to, are going to attack the Titans now and, and do their best to try to limit, uh, to limit what, uh, what AJ Brown does. I, I think, I think the biggest difference you see, uh, or at least that I've noticed is that, you know, this, this team has not come close to replacing Jonu Smith and what, you know, what he did for this offense last year and, and the, the many ways they used him. You know, Anthony Ferkser got off to a rough start with the knee injury, and, you know, maybe he's still dealing with some of that. But, uh, but I, you know, we, we've seen very little other than the, the one touchdown drive in the second quarter against the, the Colts on Sunday. We, we've gotten very little out of out of the tight ends that uh, that I think that that's an area that that maybe coaches can exploit going forward you know kind of working against tendencies right now and without Derrick Henry out there for example I, you know you could use a uh, you, you could line up in a two tight end set suggest that you're going to run and then maybe motion Ferkser out into the slot you know Ferkser did a lot of things from the slot in 2019 when when guys were injured and, and did some good work out there. So I think, I think there's a real opportunity for a guy like him in those sort of situations to maybe start seeing the ball come his way a little bit more. Sticking with A.J. Brown, 
you know, the star-like treatment. Do you think, or how do you think these guys match up with Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Brown, both of them really physical players at their position? Yeah, and, and that's, and, you know, the Rams could be the exception, right, 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 right. because they have Jalen Ramsey who can who can go cover anybody on the planet one-on-one, and that's, uh, I, I you know, I would expect a, a personal foul penalty or two from mm. from both of those guys in this game it's it's going to get it's going to get heated you know AJ's AJ's a guy who doesn't play angry he he plays happy right he he's right. a guy who has fun out there it seems like all the time and and uh you know whereas Ramsey seems like one of those guys who who kind of plays angry and and wants to try and get you off your game and uh and and as much as as much as the the physical matchup is is going to be a challenge for AJ Brown I think I think the mental matchup is going to be equally challenging because uh because Jalen Jalen Ramsey will test him that way. Mm. Were you surprised that the Titans uh, didn't make a trade, or you was expecting no trade? No I, I'm trade. not surprised that they that, that they didn't make a trade. It's it's you know it's, it's a hard thing to do, and then mm. you know the the way uh, you know the way things went with uh, with with Henry getting injured the day before, and and you had to address that, and probably the you know the the they I think they did as good as they could do in in terms of addressing that when. You know, when you add a, a, a an Adrian Peterson and and a guy who knows a little bit about your offense and Dante Foreman, and uh, you know Foreman's a little bit of a bigger guy too. You know, maybe he's the maybe he's the short yardage back, or the the goal you know and, and the goal line back too. I I think uh, you know there there was there was a lot going on there to to try and worry about putting a deal together as the deadline approached too. Well, with uh, David Beauclair with SI.com. I was looking at the injury report yesterday. Haven't seen anything yet today, but uh, Kari Blasting game, obviously running back slash fullback depth. Nate Davis is on there. There's a starter. Rashawn Evans is on there. There's a starter. Then I got super nervous because they don't have a lot of D-backs already, and Chris Jackson, Greg Mabin both on there. Uh, And Big Jeff didn't practice. That was the DNP list. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's a whole lot of manpower right there that you would really like to see suit up in Los Angeles on Sunday night. Yeah, they, yeah. The, the quarterbacks were the first thing that caught my attention yesterday when when that list came out. And you, you know, you're talking about there's there's five cornerbacks on the active roster right now, and and you're you're you know you're already down in your organizational depth because you, you know Christian Fulton is still on IR, Caleb Farley's out for the year, and uh, you know here we go now you now you maybe you maybe you have to go a little farther down. There's two guys on the uh, on the practice squad right now who could who could come up and step in there, but uh, um, that you know that that's that's a situation that that really bears watching. And then uh, you know today I'm I'm curious to see too because we were supposed to talk to Bud Dupree before practice and uh, and Bud never made it out. We were told he was getting treatment, so I'm uh, I'm I'm doubtful. I'm, I guess that that Bud's gonna you know be doing much of anything today at all either. And maybe uh, you know maybe he he's he's going to be questionable again for another game so it's uh this team does a remarkable job at at dealing with injuries under Mike Rabel and this staff but better than I than I've ever seen and and this year has certainly certainly tested them in that regard and uh I I don't think this game's going to be any exception in that way well and Boki we've kind of watched the rookie class from the last couple of years and obviously there hasn't been much to see and, until they just have to play them you know till other people get banged up whether it's Molden yeah. or Farley or it could be Dylan Raiden's term like hey man you're you're starting this week if Nate Davis can't go then the Raiden's era could begin at guard mm. yeah which and and if if you've watched you know Raiden's has gotten in there the last uh 
the last couple games. He finished the game Sunday against right. the Colts. The uh, the week before against the Chiefs, he he got time replacing both Saffold and Nate Davis at at both guard positions. And uh, you know the the one thing the one thing that stands out is he has a long way to go in pass protection right now. Like he gave up a uh, he gave up a sack Sunday that you know where he just I mean, he just plain whiffed on the guy. And if uh, if I'm the Rams and I'm Aaron Donald and I'm and I'm seeing that mm. Nate Davis is not on the injury or is on the injury report is not practicing and and there's a good chance that, that he's not going to play then uh, I, I would think Aaron Donald is salivating at the uh, at the possibility of of teaching Dylan Radin a thing or two about the NFL on Sunday night David yes I, I Aaron Donald <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah the biggest uh, baddest dude there is uh welcome yeah. to the NFL Dylan Radin's welcome to starting David maybe we'll see David Beauclair our yeah. guest hmm <laughs> Well, David, now that the fan base is starting to calm down that the King is not playing, <laughs> I guess, what is your prediction, bold prediction, let's say, uh, the next nine weeks? I mean, because they could still go five and four, you know, win 11 games and, and get into the playoffs. But wh- how do you think this team is going to ride out these next, uh, I guess, nine games? Yeah, I, I, I think it's, you know, they're – They'll they'll be fine. I they're I think they're going to win the division. I, I think they're you know they're going to be competitive all the way through. They'll they you know they might have another clunker like they had against the Jets because they they are going to be sort of re, redefining themselves a little bit. You know the the, the one thing the, the one thing with Derrick Henry is is you know Derrick Henry made the Titans different, right? You know now now they're just a good team the way the way a lot of other teams in the AFC right now are good. They feared teams. him. And, they feared uh, him, Boki. They People feared him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, because he, you know, he, he, he's what made them different. And, and, you know, we, we've seen it. Those of us in, you know, who do, who do what we do and who have, and the fans who have watched this team for, you know, every Sunday for years now, like you saw the impact of, of Derrick Henry in the fourth quarter on teams, you know, you don't have that now. And how many times has this team come back in the fourth quarter or, or one, you know, games on the last drive and, and whatnot, you know, how much, how much exactly did Henry figured into that? I, you know, I, you can't put a number on it, but he figured prominently in all that. So, so this team's going to have to find a, a different way to win games probably right now. And, uh, and, and that means they're, they're going to lose one or two that, that they, you might think that they should that they shouldn't lose, but uh, but I, I still expect them to I still expect them to win the division, be in the playoffs, and you know their 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 charge now is to is to figure out how they can be playoff ready and and what what the identity of this team is offensively going into the playoffs in, in so that they uh, so that they are confident in in how they're going to win games at that time of year. I guess lastly for me, I just saw the Texans released uh, Hardgraves, uh, the cornerback there, and it seems like it's kind of becoming a norm after trade deadline. So I'm trying to get the motives from both sides, from a team's perspective, why you release a guy that you got to guarantee his contract, you got to pay him, uh, and also from a player's point of view, did he request to get off or was he unhappy? This guy, he was starting. You may not like the way he was playing, but he was starting. So it seems to be a trend now going to the league. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's it's one of two things. Either either the the guy wasn't happy and uh, and coaches decided they'd just rather not have him around, or he's a uh, he's a he's a really good guy, a, a guy who's given a lot to the organization. You tried to trade him, 
you couldn't get anything for him. So, you know, as miserable as, as the situation in Houston is, you, you know, you cut him and you say, good luck, you know, hopefully somebody will, will pick you up. If not immediately, then when they have an injury issue and they and they need a proven veteran to plug in there, I, you know, I, I don't I don't know the situation down there to to say which one it is, but I, I would imagine it's one of those two things. Well, with David Beauclair, SI.com. David, we appreciate the time. Uh, thank you so much today, and uh, look forward to catching up with you again, again uh, at Beauclair Sports on Twitter, uh, Titans coverage at SI.com. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure, boys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Beauclair. Yes, the uh, OGs of Nashville media right there. David Beauclair, always great to catch up with him. Got phone lines open. Anything you want to talk about, uh, 615-737-1045. You want to jump in the mix. We got a question up on Blaine and Mickey Twitter, and it was interesting hearing David's perspective on this, but which running back gets the most carries on Sunday? Is it Jeremy McNichols? Is it Adrian Peterson? Is it Deontay Foreman? We'll share those results with you also. Todd Downing uh, speaking earlier today talked about how Peterson and Foreman fit uh, into this Titans offense. We'll have uh, some audio from the Titans OC as well. It's Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. No one wants to go to the vehicle repair shop. It's like you're going to the doctor for an operation. The typical first reaction is, how do I know that I really need what they say I need? Well, sometimes you're really wondering if you're getting a repair recommendation. Or Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Wait for those drums to kick in there. Green Day. Trey Cool. Um, Titans offensive coordinator speaking. Hey, hold on, Kevin and Smyrna. We're coming right to you, though. We did want to hear from the Titans OC talking about this, how Peterson and Foreman fit stylistically, which I would imagine is pretty good, but let's hear what the OC said today. On Sunday night. Yeah, well, luckily, you know, with the guy. On Sunday night. Yeah, well, luckily, you know, with the guys that we added, you know, Foreman's got some experience in this system as his time in Atlanta carried over, obviously, from a verbiage standpoint. And so, I think he acclimated pretty quickly or was able to catch back up pretty quickly. And, you know, Adrian is the consummate professional. So having him uh, approach this week the way he has is uh, is encouraging for everybody. Stylistically, what are some of the things, like the traits that Peterson has that will, will fit into what you like to do running a football? Yeah, certainly a decisive runner, a physical runner, you know, so he definitely fits in with that uh, aspect of our program here. And, you know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, is going to give everything he has on every play and, and I think the guys are excited to have Courtesy of Teron Davenport, our buddy with ESPN, talking about stylistically. I, th- I think both those guys fit. I mean, heck, we know that Foreman fits stylistically because that rascal's been fitting in here last year and fit in real well for six games just out of nowhere. Yeah, and I think that's what I mentioned before. The physicality of AP all day is, man, he's still got that part of him. Yeah. That won't change. Uh I just would say he's a notch below the breakaway speed, but everything else actually looks the same. Or even in some instances, he looks better in some of his cutting and changing directions. Because remember, he was more of a straight line guy uh, when he was just dominating. 
uh, earlier in his career. So there's some parts of his games that are a little bit better. I think he's a better receiver, even though he's not used as a receiver today than he was then. Uh, so, you know, all those things fit into this scheme and system uh, as well as form. And, uh, and I already told you I, I like what I saw from him last year. I kind of talked about him kind of like as I talked about McNichols, to mm-hmm. be honest, in the same vein, two different styles, but they both work in this scheme and system. And I really love the role that McNichols is in. Maybe I'll get a few more carries just trying to catch people off guard to me and not just be a pass catcher out of the backfield. I think he can bring a little bit more than that, but not a, you know, a lot in being the main guy. Uh, because I don't want it to be a read when AP and Foreman get in there. We know this is the guy that is going to replace replaces Henry, and he, they're running every time. Right. Uh, you don't want to get in that kind of situation, uh, you know, maybe halfway through the game where they say, all right, these are the keys now. We know what they're doing. Boom. Every time he comes in, they're running the football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think AP, I think he can go. Yeah, I think he can go the whole game. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he got, if he learns the system, I wouldn't be shocked if he got 15, 20 carries. I really wouldn't. I not, think he not with that him. guy. I agree with you. He's not. Only thing I'm worried about is ball security. When you haven't been playing, haven't having contact all the time at all, uh, and then all of a sudden you start having a lot of it, just got to make sure you secure the ball high and tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can slip up every now and then, and it could cost cost him. And Vrabel just, <laughs> boy, I, I can't imagine him. He would just lose it like. All right, put for me there. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you see you next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we <laughs> thanks, AP, for holding on or not holding on to the ball. Let's uh, keep this running back <laughs> discussion going. Kevin in Smyrna wants to uh, check in with a, a question for the Hitman. Hashtag Ask the Hitman. What's going on, Kevin? Hey, I was just wondering. Uh, yes, sir. You know that the Rams are probably going to just lay their ears back and just really come after Tannehill pretty hard. Who do you think out of these running backs is our best running back catching the ball out of the backfield? Thanks, guys. Well, that would have to be McNichols, right? I mean, that I don't think it takes I me. Mean, you know, I mean, I think Mitch even with the additions, he's still the yeah. right. I, that's how they use him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't recall. I think Foreman could you know catch screens as well. AP can too. Uh, to me, when a running back is a difference maker, is when you split them out. And he is a viable candidate to throw to. Right. He's just not a clear-out guy, just not a hitch guy. He's a guy that you say, we're going to get this guy in open field and throw to him. I think really McNichols is more that guy than any of those guys. And that's kind of how I view, you know, all of them can catch. I mean, you know, even Henry could catch. He improved on that every season he's been in the NFL. Uh, Became a threat somewhat, even when they put him out wide. Now, not down the field, but he became a threat, you know, vertically, mm-hmm. you know, out there. So, I would say McNichols first, but uh, I don't think, that, you know, when you split them out there, you're trying to get the matchups where your receivers are inside right. and they're competing against guys who are the twos and three guys at cornerback. And so, you win those battles mm-hmm. almost every time. And you got the starting corner outside garden, the running back. Yeah, unless he's Marshall Falk or something. Then that's a whole different story. Yeah, well, yeah, Hall of Famer. Uh, Jeremy McNichols is second on a team in catches. I mean, that, that answers your question. Behind only A.J. Brown. So, yeah, that, that's the guy who catches the balls out there for sure. He does a great job even on the screens. He's really picked up some great uh, third downs as well as uh, made some of those. Uh, I think in this last game, didn't he pick a long third downer and then they went for it on fourth down? Like the, it made it fourth and two. It was like third and 17. He got 15. 
I mean, he's they done. They had one call back, remember? And oh. then they just went for it again. They had a, a third down, they got it, and they didn't get it. So the next they just threw a screen pass to him, and he just rambled over and finished, ran over somebody to get it. Yeah, He's stronger than you think, and he does a great job in blocking all season, man. He puts his nose in there, and he tries to hammer you. You better, you better make sure your chest strap is buckled because he's bringing it. We're going to bring it for the second hour. Uh, coming up in hour number two of the show today, we have the coach, Doug Matthews, uh, UT and Kentucky getting ready to uh, strap it on on Saturday night. So we'll talk balls and Kentucky coming up in about 20 minutes. Cool question, man. Who's going to get the most carries? Who well, you think, Mickey? Ooh, I'll tell you next. How about that? Oh, oh let's share that next. Poll question at Blaine and Mickey. Which running back gets the most carries for the Titans this weekend? Go there, answer. Call in and answer. We'll share our thoughts coming up. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone.